Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got an heart. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. You're listening to the Jersey Cools. Hey, everybody. What's up? Hello. <laughs> I love that one. That's welcome, a keeper. Welcome, Bubba. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Oops. All right. All right. So, yeah, sorry. Okay, <laughs> I was so looking what, to you. What the shit? Yeah. Well, <laughs> go ahead, Nate. Tell them what movies we're looking we're, at. Hey, everybody. We're talking more about Rob Zombie. Yeah, we are. Mr. Bobber Zombie. We had P Zombie. Bobber P Zombie. We had so much fun last time. Yeah, last time we talked about uh, two movies that are directly connected. And now we're going to talk about two movies that are not directly connected, but in some ways similar, but not really. But yeah. yeah. But, and, you know, Rob Zombie. It's yeah. Rob Zombie. More Rob Zombie. You guys like Rob Zombie? Because here comes some <laughs> Rob Zombie. <laughs> Come at your first. Laser beams and um, air horns. So you want to start with 31? Let's, um, or Halloween. You know what? Let's chronological, chronological, chronological Halloween. We'll go with Halloween. We can talk shit there first. Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll talk about that movie first. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk shit on Halloween. Let's talk let's shit. Let's do it. Um, so... What's your first problem? My problem with this is they wanted to do a remake of Halloween because they've got they got out of control. They're making Michael Myers into basically Jason and they wanted to reset. And they wanted to reset. But I don't know why did John Carpenter choose Rob Zombie to do this or was it a studio decision? But I feel Zombie, like I was always under the impression that Rob Zombie was like, "Hey, you know what I want to do? I wanna remake do Halloween." Yeah. I, but I don't know. I could be talking out my hiney. Anyways, they've been trying to they've been trying to reboot Halloween for years. They, every time, like one of those non-numbered like H two O and Resurrection, all that shit is just those aren't sequels. Those are an attempt to revitalize and reboot Halloween. And they tried it again with Mister Rob Zombie, and he Rob Zombie the fuck out of Halloween. And Rob <laughs> Zombie is the antithesis of everything that Halloween like represents in horror it, it's it represents like the unknown it like set the stage for like slash like what slasher movies would be it's not in his wheelhouse at all and i think that he loves this movie a lot but he didn't want to do just a remake he's like i gotta put my rob zombie spin on it and how do we do that by having poor people end up being michael myers <laughs> Apparently, the two are in a ginormous feud because Rob Zombie lied to the media and claimed that John Carpenter gave his blessing and was incredibly supportive, and then later uh, said that uh, Carpenter was a jerk to him. And John Carpenter was like, not only did I not um, give this permission or my blessing, but this film is a piece of shit and he's a liar. Fuck yeah, John Carpenter. I'm I'm quoting John Carpenter right now. Yeah. So basically what Rob Zombie did was he, he decided that Michael Myers who has been known as the shape due to his unable, like you can't nail down what Michael Myers is and what his point is and why he's doing all this. It's supposed to, Halloween's about the fact that anyone can snap and turn into a murderer. It doesn't matter about how you are raised, your situation, how other people treated you. Anyone can snap and you don't know why because there's an inherent evil in the world. And that's what Halloween is. 
the inherent evil that just turns someone into a murderer, and then they just start going on a killing spree. Rob Zombie decided that it's all about <laughs> the fact that, you know, his mom's a stripper, and his dad's an alcoholic and a piece of shit, and he was really poor, and everyone's mean to him. And, you know, he did kill animals, but he just needed to push along the right path. And it's all a bunch of horse shit. And there's an hour. <laughs> there's an hour of trying to justify. I don't know if it's make you feel feelings for Michael Myers or what the deal is. But, like, they spent so much time in, in Michael Myers' youth. And I don't want to know about Michael Myers. I don't want to know. In the original movie, you didn't even know that he was related to, to anyone like, to Lori or any of those people. Like, he was just evil, stalking the kids in that town and murdering them. And and, and with Rob Zombie, he's like, no, I want to I wanna change it up. But he, he really misses the point of Halloween. And as a big Halloween fan, I go into this and see, like, what he's done with it. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of like his other movies, but it's not Halloween anymore. So why do I watch this? And the, the answer is I get an hour in, realize they're still doing backstory on Michael Myers, and I skim through the rest of the movie. No shame. I've watched it before. Come at me. No, that's fair. Can and I Jackie, yeah, you had the exact same thought, Yeah, right? th one of the very first notes I have is Michael Myers is the shape. And I hate, 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 hate that we see Michael Myers' face. I get it. Like when he's a little kid and he's got them. Like I wish. Fine, you're gonna show me Michael when he's a little kid. Fine, I can do with a little bit of origin. They did way too much origin. Mm -hmm. But I hate that we saw his actual face. Like he had the clown mask on. You know, when he's in the hospital, he makes the mask. Fine, keep him in masks the whole time. To me, the absolute ruiner of the movie came a minute and a half in when we see this face, like you, you, I don't need to know what he looks, I shouldn't know what he, he's the shape, he is the shape, he didn't even have the name in the beginning, mm -hmm. he was the shape, and then okay, fine, we're gonna call him Michael Myers, fine, he goes from the shape, he's Michael Myers now, oh, well, not only is he Michael Myers, well, now he's gonna be related to Laurie Strode, okay, fine, that, and then he's got his niece, and then he's got, like, it, they kept adding on and adding on and adding on, which fine, that's the problem of the original series, who cares, whatever, but the big problem for me here was I, we should never have seen his face. That's interesting. I don't like it because Michael's face, when he kills, they did this in the original series and they do this in this movie. When Michael kills, he has the mask on. You know, when he kills his sister in the beginning of the movie, he puts a new mask on. He finds the mask on the floor and he puts it on. And okay, here's the little nod to the audience. He puts on the iconic Michael Myers mask, which took me out of that scene completely because he is stabbing his sister, you know, she's running down the hall, she's bleeding, she's crying, and then you have this, like, four-foot person in an obvious adult mask, and it actually became comical <laughs> to me. It was funny. It was so funny when you see the, like, long shot of him in the hallway, yes. and it's his tiny body with his with giant, giant Michael Myers head. It, it took me, it took me out of the scene, and I, I feel about that. it changed the tone of the scene so much because I started laughing because it was funny. Mm -hmm. And again, like, I know what they were trying to do, but it just, yeah, it became funny, and to me, it, like, I... I, I, you know, I get it. Like, she's struggling to survive. She's trying to get away. 
But yet it just became comical to me that this like four foot little thing with the, again, and it's the iconic mask. I get what they were doing when that's the mask he puts on, whatever. I think, <laughs> I think the problem is this movie is far too iconic to go and be like, yeah, I'm going to remake it, but I'm going to change literally 90% of the backstory and what it's about. It's like, who the fuck are you, dude? Like, this is in my top three movies, like top three horror movies of all time. Easily, Halloween, the first Halloween. Like, this movie is so important to me and why I like horror movies. Like, to see someone, like, go and be like, nah, I didn't like it that way. I'm going to change it and do it this way and just make it like all my other movies. It's like, fuck you, dude. Like, I really don't, I really don't, don't like this movie at all. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, for the record. I don't like it. <laughs> I am completely in agreement with everything you guys just said. I think it's fair. I think John Carpenter himself has said the exact same things. You have a legitimate gripe. But here's the little, just, just something I'm going to throw out there. I'm going to throw <laughs> this out there for fun. In 1979, I believe. we didn't fully understand conduct disorder and how it eventually evolves into sociopathological behavior. Mm -hmm. And so we see little Michael, and then we see him in the loony bin, and then we see him escape. And loony bin's the professional, in yes, case you're wondering. Um, and it, so I thought it was kind of clever that in the 2000s, the one thing I give him credit for in this movie is that he really does a great job of creating the perfect like killer who is a combination of genetics and really fucked up social situation and is just the perfect monster. And so, yes, I totally agree with you guys. And ordinarily, I fucking hate when they overdo origins, too. But I enjoy the first half of this movie because I just really like watching little Michael Myers turn into real Michael Myers. And I think he nails it. He literally, I don't know if he took the DSM and he just went right through the checklist <laughs> or what. Here's, but here's I, I, what I think. It. I think you're absolutely right. And I think that there's nothing wrong. But I think the fact that it was a Halloween movie was what crossed the line that for me. Yeah. Change that the you, title. You can't take someone else's movie and then make it into something completely different yeah. and then still call it the same thing. Yeah, but this is, I mean, you're right. And this is where we always have a line in the sand because, like, this is how we talk about Ghostbusters. Like, you mm -hmm. guys refuse to even acknowledge that the female one exists. I haven't seen it yet. I know. And I, meanwhile, I'm like, oh, it's cute for what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I think it was an interesting, I will say the second half hour was such, the second half of that movie is such shit, though. No, he um, can't do a slasher movie. Like, he really he, can't. He really botched. He doesn't get it. Oh, my God. I couldn't, and even, like, Lori, again, uh, my whole gripe with him having really shitty dialogue she is just the, the, the her dialogue is a mess in this movie like none of them are likable i don't care about, like ugh. it's because all of his other movies have like starred like psychopaths and weirdos that could say any <laughs> random like and fun thing that he would think of like oh it would be funny if they thought about this random and they said this random shit and it makes sense within the context of something like house with thousand corpses or devil's rejects where you're dealing with like psychopaths that have been like off their rockers for years and years and years but like when you're trying to write normal dialogue for normal people like you gotta one remember you're not one of those people rob zombie <laughs> you're not a normal person you're a weirdo <laughs> and you have to like either ask a normal person you know like ask your lawyer or something like i'm sure he knows some normal people i don't know he didn't ask any of them like if any of this was like dumb sounding or like hey do people actually talk like this because it's it's absurd 
It's it, absurd. It, you're right. One of one of the notes I have uh, when we're getting into the second half of the movie is like, oh my god, I totally didn't talk like that as a teenager. I don't know any teenagers that talked like those girls. Like they they like their no, dialogue. Yeah, right. their dialogue was because atrocious. I think it was him trying to keep like the the feel of the seventies like characters but then bring them into the present but he didn't realize that there's a like 20 year gap there <laughs> and that you know they don't talk the same way yeah. and I mean, they don't could, act the same way it could be me and just because I'm sunshine and puppies, I didn't talk that way. It's me. It was me, isn't it? No. Okay. No. I was like, you're looking. I thought you were looking at me like, bitch. I talk like that. No, I definitely did. <laughs> here's, here's here's one of the problems I had. I think all of the girls in this, like in the original movie, they all had like distinct personalities. Even though they would start to kind of meld, like when they were together, mm -hmm. when they were alone, they all had distinct personalities. In this new movie, they're all the same exact person. And they're interchanged depending on, you know, what situation you need to put them in. Like, Lori's, like, finger-banging a bagel in front of her adopted parents Oh, my the God, beginning. that is exactly my I'm example. I'm like, what is going on? Isn't she supposed to be, like, the prude? Like, what? I don't... Oh, my God. When like, are we supposed to have characters? Or is it just... Are all teenage girls the exact same person? That is literally, in my notes, the part where I was like, I can't uh, with these kids. Because uh, it's like the Rob Zombie griminess that you guys talk about. It's like he couldn't wash it off for these. Like, these were yeah. supposed to be, like, suburban, like, normal teenagers, and they still felt like the Firefly family yeah. was visiting. Like, it's it was so, so creepy. I and, like, when she, yeah, when she made the... When she made the comment at her mom about being uh, molested, I was like, no kid would really make that. No. Yeah, that I, was creepy. I, I will. Um, there are a few points of the movie that I liked, but I give that credit to the actors and, and not to Rob Zombie, you know, like, or maybe it was his brilliant direction. I don't know. But the, the scenes when it was the interaction between young Michael, I don't know the name of the actor, the kid, but between him and Michael McDowell, mm -hmm. I loved their interaction. Malcolm when, McDowell. Malcolm, I'm sorry, yeah, Malcolm Good, McDowell, sorry, thank McDowell. you. I was like, why does uh, that sound weird? Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I loved the, their, their interaction. And again, like, I don't know if I should give, give credit to Rob Zombie for his direction or if Malcolm McDowell is just that cool of an actor. Probably. I just, I loved, like, and it was subtle things. Like, at one point, you know, when, you know, Michael doesn't understand why he's there. This is when he's still talking. He doesn't understand why he's there. He wants to go home. And it was just this, like, tender moment. Like, he kind of touched foreheads with him. And he's like, buddy, you did bad things. And you can't go home. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I just, I, that, that I loved, I loved that, the interaction between young Michael and Dr. Loomis. Mm -hmm. So, so much. I loved Sherry, Sherry Moon Zombie in this one. Like, I loved her character, and I, like I said, I hadn't seen this movie since I saw it in the theaters, you know, whenever it came out, so I kind of forgot what happened, and when, you know, she finally just breaks down because her children are dead, and, you know, the one, you know, we're no, her, no, her, her, family, her family is, is, dead, is dead, and then she She's, sees her kid yeah. kill us, like, one of the, like, orderlies or something, the right nurse, in yeah. front of her. She's like, that's it, I'm done. Yeah. I'm and out, when I'm checking she, out. And when she kills herself, it just, I forgot that happened, and that one kind of hit me like, oh, oh. I, 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 thought, I thought she did really well. This is the I, one role of the four movies we watched at her most 
normal. No, I was going to say, I was going to say, I like her the most in this movie because she's the most restrained and the most underused in this movie because she's usually like put front and center constantly. And it's like, dude, she's not an actress. You need to pull her back a little bit. And and this is the one movie where she's not a psycho Mm -hmm. or she's not, you know, her trauma isn't, you know, the made up, this is, she's suffering very real trauma. And Mm -hmm. I, I think, you know what, I know she says she's not an actress. I know she's not the greatest actress, but I feel like she did she did a very a very good job. There was like motherly tenderness to this one. Like mm-hmm. so yeah, I I the things that I liked about this movie had nothing to do with the story, with Rob Zombie's direction. It was it was the actors that played the parts and how they played it, and that's what I liked. The best parts of the movie are not the Halloween parts. Agreed. Are not the parts yeah. where he's trying to recreate Halloween. The best parts of the movie are in the first hour with all this character stuff. Just it just doesn't yeah. fit into a remake of Halloween. That's fair. Like, he, he should have just made this another movie about a disturbed kid. Yeah. Instead of trying to like fit an entire other movie halfway through your movie, it's nonsense. Agreed. That's, yeah, that's you change really... the title and you change the title. I would have liked name. this movie. Yeah, I would have liked this movie at least if if it continued off the first half instead of stopping mm-hmm. after that to first hour Halloween. to become something else completely. Yeah, it felt like two different movies. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It felt like two separate movies that they smushed together. But yeah, yeah. change change the title character's name, and change the name. From Halloween to something else, and it's it's so messed up because I hate this one the most, and it could be the Rob Zombie movie I would like the most yeah. if he had had the sense to make this his own movie instead of trying to remake someone else's movie. That's that's all yeah. really fair. I think that, um, and I think it it kind of does. I tie back to the interesting point that you're making, Nate, that it's all just happy accidents when things go right in these movies. Um, Because that first half is incredibly effective, I think. And just getting back to Cherry Moon Zombie for a moment, um, I think that's, like, as a, you know, like, I hate to be like, as a parent, so sorry, guys. But, like, it is, like, I felt like this horrible, like, again, the nihilism of, like, she wasn't a bad mom, you know what I mean? It goes back to the whole class thing and about how like their social situation was just pretty messed up and she tried to be good, as good as she could be in that situation. And I loved the scene where they juxtaposed Halloween night with her stripping. I just thought it was like such an emotional- I feel like this, I'm sorry. I no, 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 no worries, I, I, I wanted to build on what you were saying. Yeah. Um, I feel like this, they could have added to the beginning yeah. actually and had it lead up to him killing animals and, and killing the bully and stuff. And then have it end, like, you know, when he breaks out and then just have, like, a, a, a quick, like, you know, like, he's hunting down the, the sister or whatever. But, like, it's just... It, it's Everything true. just, like, ramps up so quickly. You don't get a chance to appreciate, like, what could have led to this. Yeah. Like, And the kills are all, like like plays on the old kills so they're not original or fun mm-hmm. like that's usually one of his strong suits is these really disturbing kills and yeah. in this one you're just like wah wah he's just copying the kill from Halloween again like yeah. once he gets out of that um, mental institution like Danny Trejo's death is the last in- interesting one to me um, because yeah. he's like Michael we were I was good to you that, and I like it, 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 you, they, I, yeah god no 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 please finish. no no I'm good <laughs> I, m- one of my notes and again like I don't know it Danny Trejo's death bothered me because it broke the pattern mm-hmm. because Michael Michael's victims have wronged him like they you know his mother he didn't he didn't kill his mother because it's his mother she's good to him she mm-hmm. tries he didn't kill his, his baby sister. sister 
because you know she's, she's innocent. innocent. She didn't yeah. have a chance. The sister, his sister, you know, was shitty. Deserved to die. The stepfather, shitty. Super shitty. Deserved to die. The guys in the hospital, shitty. Deserved to die. And then when he's suddenly killing the innocent, like that one just really bothered me because I'm like, you broke your pattern. Like, why are you going? Like, why are you killing him? Why, why establish this pattern of him only killing yes. evil people and then have him switch for no reason besides they're touching his masks? Oh. Well, maybe because it was, like, the, the progression that had to happen, you know? I, know. I, I thought I about like, that. Like, yeah. I guess it, it had to because why else? Would like, he go kill why all would those he, kids, right? Yeah, like, why else would he then, you know, go after his sister and want to kill them? Like, I guess there was that snap. But mm. it just, it really, it just really bothered me just because it was, I don't know. I, we're going to touch a little bit, you know, on, in my personal life, just because I work with folks that have a mental illness. And I know that my guys in their past hospitalizations have probably had good people and bad people, you know, mm -hmm. working with them. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. Like, it was just, it was something. And I think that we actually had this same exact discussion in our Halloween episode last year when we did it. I think I said the same thing where, you know, it, it hits me on a personal level because of the people that I work with. And I, because I know, you know, I have guys that have, you know, they were in mental institutes in the 60s and the 70s when, yeah, you bite us during electroshock treatment, we're going to take your teeth out. And then you don't bite anymore. And that's why some of my guys don't have teeth. And so yeah. it, that part always kind of gets me. Um, but when you see the good ones, you know, when he when he killed Danny, when he pulled up There's the, no ramp up to oh, it. It's, know, just it just, like, it's just like it's just like bad guy, bad guy, bad guy, bad guy, and then for no reason Danny yeah. Trejo, who's been nothing but yeah. sweet to him the but, entire time, that's trying to stand up for him when the other people are being bad. I didn't like and it. like it's just it just comes out of nowhere. Like they could have had something else to like give you an idea that like he was going to snap. Yeah. I agree. It's I just, agree. It's 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 the Rob Zombie problem. He doesn't know how to construct a story in a way that yes. feels natural. I feel he like he doesn't that know how to do that. That was bad storytelling. I agree. He's, I'm just like, a bad, bad he's, he's got good ideas. He's bad at telling a story. I, uh, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, my only other point, really, there's a couple more notes I have. The cameos in this movie. I was super excited to see. Uh, what's his name? Oh, what's Ron Howard's brother's name? Clint Howard. Clint, Clint Howard. Howard. Yes. He was in it. Looking yep. good. Yeah. Looking, the, I thought, well, the best he's looked in a while. As good as the ice cream man. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know his name, but the guy from Ace Ventura. Uh, Dan Marino? No. <laughs> I thought the same thing. No. Jim Carrey? No. He was, he was who he thought the bad guy Laces was. Laces out Marino? The, 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 oh, I can't think of him. Okay, in the first, in the first Ace Ventura, this when he goes to the though. fancy party. Uh-huh. The, the guy who's in there guy? The, the guy who's hosting the fancy oh, party. Oh, okay. Who was he? He was one of the doctors in the beginning. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I know exactly what? what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's got, like, the white hair and the... Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah, super I excited it. to see him. If you, if you IMDb, like, Ace Ventura, yeah, you'll, you'll remember. I know yeah. what you're talking about now. Yeah. And, and my other, uh, oh, my God, super excited cameo was Mickey Dolenz from The Monkees sold Dr. Loomis the gun. What? what? That was Mickey Dolenz, and How I know that, that because I was, uh, when I was little, I got introduced to The Monkees, because at some point, when we were kids, they put The Monkees on MTV, so I started to yeah. watch it. Was, it. It was on, like, USA and, and Nickelodeon yeah. or something. And I, I, we used to watch monkeys. it all the time, and I love, I will tell you right now, I own their discography. I love The Monkees, and monkeys. I told my mom that I was in love with Mickey Dolenz, and she... Was, 
And she kind of laughed at me and was like, honey, that's not what he looks like anymore. Oh, <laughs> Same I thing happened with Dick Van Dyke. I love Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. Oh, and I was like, Dick yeah, that's, that's not what he looks like anymore. Dick Van Dyke no, and Mary I still Poppins. Love, I still love Dick Van Dyke. Me too. Yeah. Because you know he like has a barbershop quartet with like a bunch of young dudes <laughs> and he goes and he sings to like sick people in the yeah, hospital and stuff because he's a fucking angel. <laughs> he, he Dick literally Van is. Dyke, Dick God. Van Dyke is an amazing person. Oh my person, God, he really and is. And he doesn't even like... He, stays completely out of the spotlight and he used to be the shit and everyone knew yeah. who Dick Van Dyke yeah. was and he was like I did my time in mm-hmm. the spotlight and now I'm just going to mm-hmm. spend the rest of my life helping other people oh, he is the fact that all three of us are like fuck you Dick Van Dyke is just so proof positive <laughs> you know how amazing guys, he you know is what, do you guys want to stop doing horror movies and, and do, do a Dick, Dick Van, Van Dyke podcast, podcast? Right. oh my god I want to we'll, do we'll such do, dirty things we'll to him do, and Mary we'll, Poppins we'll watch We'll do um, an episode an episode for every episode of the Dick Van Dyke Show, and then yes. when we're done, we'll go to Mary Tyler Moore. Oh my oh, God! Yes, fuck yes. Fuck I would be yes. so into that. Can I be kind of the president of the Ted Knight fan club? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh uh, God, we're on yeah, to something. We, yeah, but no. So after, and of course, after seeing Mickey Dolan's, I suddenly got the Monkey's theme song stuck in my head for the rest of the day. Oh, so God. I hope all y'all enjoy that. I'm just excited somebody else loved him the most besides I did. me. He was my he favorite. Was my favorite. Because he was the cheekiest to me. He like really he was, was. like, oh. But I think, so we said that the first half of the movie and the second half of the movie feel like two completely different movies. Totally. And when you get to the second half of the movie, it is just an absolutely forgettable movie. He didn't yep. do anything special with it. It, it. You know, take off the Michael Myers iconic mask and it's just... Another dumb, I don't know. Like mediocre it just, yeah, it was. It was completely mediocre. Like I said, they tried to do a couple throwbacks to the originals toward the end when Michael is going after Laurie and it's in the slatted walls that mm-hmm. somewhat look like the slatted doors of the mm-hmm. closet from the original. And I don't know. Like it just, it felt very, it yeah. wasn't anything special. Like it, it, it was I, unforgettable, I, or it was forgettable and just. Move on. I really like the last shot though, when she's just like going click, click, click with the gun, and then he grabs her arm, and she's like, "Blam!" and blood flies on her face, and she's screaming. I, I think that was oh. a great last shot of the movie. I think that's I'll much give, more. Yeah, I'll I think that's that. much more satisfying than the original ending to Halloween, which you're like, "Oh, what? Did he get away? <laughs> I don't." What happened? See, but now here's the thing. So I don't know if you guys have seen it. I know he made a Halloween Oh, it's too. such a piece of I didn't, shit. I've never seen it. I watched so it, I and know, I gotta tell that, you. Does it continue on, like, directly oh, from? Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fucking Halloween bonkers, too. too. It's kinda, like he, he except like, it gets really trippy and weird. <laughs> it's so and, bonkers. And, like, his, his mother starts appearing as, like, a and ghost a and riding on a white horse and shit because that's not obvious symbolism or <laughs> anything. That's, You're right. That's it's actually really shit. clever and not absolutely like super obvious and no, on the nose. That's, that's artsy. Yeah, it's art. <laughs> oh, the whole it's movie's art. a piece of shit. So Halloween, we yeah. all don't like it. I'm um, sorry. And then I was Just all watch excited the when he dropped the knife. I was like, oh, it's gonna get good. Like something weird's gonna happen now. And and then like when he was about to stab her, and like he yeah. walked in and didn't. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, they're gonna do something interesting. And then he totally botched it. So I like I like that he. <laughs> I like seeing Michael Myers hand something, hand, hand her the picture gingerly. I yeah. think there's something really funny about that. That he, he's just like, oh. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm never going to watch that scene it's again. So weird. The same way it's now. so weird. All right. Fuck okay. it. Let's get on to 31 because that All one's right. actually got some meat let's on its bones. Let's move on. Yeah. So now this is, this is his most recent film, right? Oh, Correct. Yes. Okay. So 31. Yeah. Um, uh, a group of traveling performers 
Gets I, I believe colloquially carnies. they would be cardies. Carnies? Yeah, but Are that's they? not PC, I don't think. Well, you no. know, I didn't realize that that's what they were. Like, I, I just assumed they were like traveling. No, I'm, 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 you're, you're right, I guess. But I don't know. Like, to me, I didn't, I never picked up on that they were carnies. I thought they were just like a performing, like a traveling, like theater group. I don't a know. traveling theater group that. <laughs> Did I miss something? No, I'm serious. I must have missed something. Jackie so is second the Elizabethan she's times. So cute. She's like, oh, look at this adorable acting people just troupe. Go, people just go around and do plays still, right? Yeah, they right? just, yeah, they just do. It's classy. It's funny, classy. No, they were like hardcore no, they were circus. Like crazy were they? Carnies, carnies, yeah. They were talking about the rides being broken and they were talking about like the midway. Oh, you that's didn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're just carnies. It's all right. That's Wait, okay. It fits into the theme of the movie. It does. It does. Okay, well. Which is like, well, Funhouse, Death House, with oh, a bunch oh, of clowns. Oh, yeah. That's totally what it is. Wow. I didn't it's pick the, up on the that. The carnies get put into the Funhouse, and it's not so fun anymore. Is it carnies? Mm, that's a good one. I have a whole <laughs> other theme I got from it, but um, so I'll yeah, save so that. the uh, a traveling a group of carnies, uh, basically... The, I don't think carnies is PC is anymore, it? though. Uh, it's okay. Circus is folk? It? A group of circus performers are. <laughs> that sounds like that too sounds classy. way worse. Yeah, that's a, like that's like Cirque du Soleil. They're not like classy act. Just say carnies. Just say fine. carnies. What are we it's worried okay. about? No carnies listen to the yeah, show. Yeah, they're not gonna. If they do, don't, don't alienate our carny population. They're gonna Sorry, come after carnies. us. No. This movie's about you. Basically, a group of people get trapped, as always, in a Rob Zombie movie. A trap is set. They fall for the trap. They've been captured. And they wake up, and it's a game, and they have X amount of hours to survive being killed. Yeah, um, it's like a contest. It's a game. It's twelve what is hours. It? They got twelve 31. hours. The name of the game is the 31. game. The game is thirty-one. They got twelve hours to survive. Um, this movie reminded me a little bit of Slashers. Super I was fun. going. I was going to bring up Slashers. Why is the game called Thirty-One? Because it's Halloween it's night. On, it happens on Halloween. That's the only reason. Why did you get something else? What am I missing? No, I just feel like that's really lame. <laughs> <laughs> 31 because it's September 31st. It's like, couldn't you just do that on any 31st of the month then? Like Maybe they do. Uh, oh, Rob Zombie. Yeah, uh, the f- I, I feel like the, the, it... Listen, the, at the end of the day, this he like rips off his own ideas. I know, like, I know film. he does. <laughs> like the hanging scarecrow thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big gripe of mine. I but I'm sorry, continue. The, well, no, there's really nothing to it. They they get <laughs> captured. They have to. They are forced into this game, and the name of the game is survive. Yep. You've got people coming after you. Professionals are coming after you to kill the you. The head straight. And you know, you have 12 hours to survive, and it doesn't ever happen. But good luck. This movie. The opening scene of this movie is a black and white shot monologue. And I was so excited. And my so first good. note is, oh, Rob, getting all artsy, being black and white. I know. And then it goes right yeah, back to his dirty green. My next note is, God damn, Zobby loves the 70s. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, you're not kidding. So here's, I was so into that like opening scene so much. I was like, Rob Zombie learned how to... Like, Learned how to make right, a movie dialogue. and learned how to keep the camera on an actor because that's their fucking job is to emote and to capture your attention. You don't need to cut the camera around every three seconds. Especially in order when to you've keep got someone attention. like the Night King there. That guy was good. amazing. So good. I don't so know. Good. That he, he, his performance is crazy, especially that opening monologue. Oh I was gosh. enraptured. I was like, this is going to be so good. And then he disappears for the entire movie. 
when he's he gone. when he looks at that priest and he's like, deep down, you knew this was all gonna end somehow, so it might as well be now and it might as well be with me. I was like, holy god! I know there's a good line, yeah. there's good dialogue. Like the dude performed the shit out of it. He like he killed it. He I killed was everything by he that did guy, in this movie. and then he disappears, and then next time we see him, he's like banging some whore in some very <laughs> obscene ways. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't right. you know it with this movie I I'm I'm just really on the fence because I didn't think it was bad but mm-hmm. I found myself checking like how many more minutes were left into it like it held my interest but it didn't I I I, I enjoyed the amount of blood I liked the gore I liked the concept it, it wasn't bad, but at the same time, I was like, is it over? Can it be yeah. done? I don't That's know. That's fair. Yeah. And I agree. I with think th- I know why. I think because there is no plot progression. It's repetitive. It's the same thing happening over and over again. The only differences that come up in the movie are when they give you like a different set of killers. And That's it, the only thing that changes in the movie is the people that are trying to kill you. You're right. There is a redundancy, but I, I really loved... Okay, so here's my, here's, here's, when I first saw this, it was, like, right before all of the current events in our life in America are happening, and now watching it in, like, my post-Trump for a year and a half life, the real villain here is, is the really, really rich, and we're all just their pawns is so important to our current state in, of affairs in America. And I, I agree, but I think he models that point by, like, having them, like, at one point, like, they have a table that's got, like, a pentagram on it, and they're, like, moving money around on it. I'm like, is the pentagram for doing rituals, or is it just to look cool? Like, I kind of, like, lost track of, like, what the game was, and it was just a bunch of rich people just... Betting on them, Just right? betting on them and dressing up weird In French bougie. Well, it was like a... The bougie. The bougie. The bougie. Yeah, they're French bougie. The bourgeoisie. Right, because yes. like that... I mean, the bourgeoisie was invented by the French, and right? And yeah. So. I feel like the pentagram, they were like, oh, that's from Satan. Let's use it. Like, I, I, I truly feel so, like it was like decoration. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's just so... It stood out to me so much. I'm like, oh, are these guys like secretly like, you know, doing like satanic rituals and stuff and making these people kill each other as like sacrifices to Satan or something? I'm like, there's something else going on here. And then they just kind of walk away. Yeah, and no. they never bring it up at all. No, never. That's why I get so frustrated watching Rob Zombie because I feel like he does this a lot where he puts a lot of stuff out there and none of it ties into anything it just looks cool and and it's there and that's it i see i see some progression as a filmmaker in this film like like Mm -hmm. you guys said Mm -hmm. like you see those like like doomhead is almost like a more evolved version of otis because like otis as firefly never makes any goddamn sense in his monologues whereas doomhead you're like oh my god yes this is also perfectly aligned with a nihilistic theme um, and I, as much as they are redundant, I loved each and every one of the heads for their own very unique yeah, reasons. I agree. Um, I did too, yeah. First of all, g- kudos to, to Zombie for having a cast that consists of black and Latino characters and my, minorities of all sorts, because fuck if we don't see ever in horror any representation. And yes, true, the Latino character was a, a little person who happened to be a psychopath, but I was into it. I was into him speaking Spanish. I liked it. <laughs> they didn't even give him subtitles. He was no. just like, fuck you, Spanish. Yeah, you that's know right. It, you, you know don't it know or you it, don't. I don't give a fuck shit. You. And it was great because he was saying some of the most amazing of, um, and my favorite Spanish I was Spanish like, Russ is probably getting way more oh, out of this yeah. than I, I was like, am. Pendejo, oh my God. 
I yeah. was like, and I hear some curse words every once in a while. I hear a slip yep. out, and I'm like, I know what he just said. And <laughs> when baby like fucks with him back in Spanish, and I she's know, like, No, now I'm gonna be your think, bit. Like I it think, was awesome. Yeah, I, but I got that though. I understood that part in Spanish, and I think that took away from it from me because it made him, it brought him down to her level because he was like, He's dressed up like Hitler, yeah. Hitler clown. Like that, like that entire concept of little person Hitler clown. Spanish little <laughs> like, person Hitler clown. But then he's just like, you know, talking shit like you would like with a little kid playing Call of Duty yeah. on Xbox Live. He was and, talking and, so and much. It kind of took away from him, but. Mm-hmm. But still, I think I think it was really cool that they had like that whole thing. It's like this dude's just yelling at you, cursing you out in Spanish, and, and he's not even gonna give you subtitles. Right. Like you know what's going. I know. On. I I love that he didn't give subtitles, yeah. and I also love that um like he the the the, the actor who did it trans like transformed so seamlessly between English and Spanish. Like mm-hmm. he was never like a, a bad stereotype. Like he wasn't no. like hey and Sp-, like you know like doing some cheesy accent. Like when he spoke English, he spoke English. Like and, and it was very refreshing in that way. So for me, I was like woohoo, yeah, go minorities. Was, yeah, it was like now I speak Spanish, now I speak right. English, perfect English. And it's not yep. like I have a crazy accent or anything like. I am now speaking English to you. <laughs> right, like it would have been really Hello, annoying, senorita. right? But I am going to do the Spanglish. <laughs> right. So you'll get a little bit of me speaking the Spanish, right, but he a didn't... little bit of the English, too. <laughs> like he didn't sound like any of my relatives. He was like, yo, bitch, <laughs> what's up? Yeah. Como estas? Yep, it was awesome. Um, and I think that like it, every single one of the heads, to me, became a very interesting comment on our own, basically like our own nihilism and our own total, the fact that we're totally screwed and that the rich really are controlled. I know I'm sounding like a crazy conspiracy theorist now, but like, so, so, so sicko head basically represents like, if he represents all of the minorities and how the minorities are seen to us as the threat, they're the other, they're going to come get the Americans. Like we got to shut the borders and we got to fucking make sure all the bad people stay out. Then you get psycho and schizo head, which to me, I was playing along with whether or not they represented mental health. Or whether or not they were meant to represent the idea that sex and death are our two biggest distractions. Think about it. What are the two things we spend most of our time consumed with while they're fucking us over the rich? Sex and and our own eventual demise. Whether it's through religion, whether it's through existentialism, whether it's through whatever. Then Doomhead comes in and he forces us to face the fact that we're all fucked. And he forces us to face our doom, which is we're we're all going to go down because of these people. And so either... We're going to accept that and, and, and fight the chaos like Charlie chooses to, or we're just going to be part of it. Like, you're either going to be the villain, you're going to be the good guy, or you're going to... What is the, what in Dark Knight? He's like, you're either going to die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. Like, to me, Doomhead represented that. And so while I played around with these things, I wound up having so much more fun with this Marissa. movie than... This is amazing because I didn't even think about any of this stuff when I was watching it, but it makes so much sense, and I think you're completely right. Wow, But thanks. it's still entrapped by all the Rob Zombie oh things that kind of like <laughs> take away true. from it. But <laughs> yes, when you look at it from far away, yeah, it's awesome. Right? That's but if awesome. you look at it up, up close, it's just But it, yeah, it once you get up apart. close, it's just like every other Rob Zombie <laughs> yes. movie. That's totally fair. I agree with you. I because liked, they all, yeah. I, I, I really liked, um, it was either Psycho or Schizo Head. When he dies, he falls on his chainsaw, and it made me think of Dead Rising when the clown falls on the <laughs> chainsaw, and he's just like, hey, <laughs> 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 and I was like, yes, I did. It's like good. That There's dog. not enough. Like there was some interesting kills. I liked it. I liked this a lot. I I thought they were fun too. Yeah, like I wound up rooting for all of them, and like really. But can we discuss the fact that Jesus Christ, he has no clue how to fucking write dialogue, especially for women. Mm-hmm. Like when Charlie, like I don't know, like. 
like every time they talk, I cringe. Like it, it's like the, he can't connect people. I don't know. It's because he's someone that was probably a lonely kid, didn't have a lot of contact with people, and then he was talented enough to like put this band together and do all that, and he skyrocketed to a bunch of money all at once. But he never had to really like reach out. And like you know, become part of the community. Like he just he was skyrocketing because he had an interesting hook to his band and everything, and he was just kind of like hoisted up. So I think he just kind of skipped the part of life where you're where you have to like bond with your community and become like a normal person and realize that we're not all so different. I don't think he understands normal people at all. I think that he I was. Think right. I think that he was. I, I'm sorry, I'm not your psychiatrist, Rob Zombie, but it. <laughs> I'm just trying to make sense of some of this be. stuff, you know? No, it's Because I feel true. like he must have been, like, a really reclusive person as a kid to know all these weird movies and stuff. And it was probably, like, him and his brother just watching movies and stuff all the time. And they were weird kids that, like, hung out by themselves. And the other kids probably made fun of them and stuff. But they spent their time watching movies and learning how to play their instruments and all that stuff. And then Rob Zombie skyrocks the fame, gets all this money, and then goes on to the other end of the spectrum... But he never, he never grows as a person and learns like you know to be more grounded. It's just his experiences are the only experiences that he will ever be able to appreciate. Do you think people really talk? Like, am I? Sometimes I'm like, maybe I'm out of touch. Like, maybe if I were hanging out with carnies in Texas, that's how they would act and talk and behave. Right? That can't be true, right? Like, I think it's Rob Zombie's perception of what carnies and stuff. I think Which is probably I think, unfair. I think it's him just putting a lot of his perception of the world onto these people, but he doesn't get it. He's not probably a normal true. person. No. And and like I followed John Five on uh on Facebook. Johnny Five Alive? No, John Five oh. is Rob Zombie's guitar player. Oh, I knew and that. And he's like no, a mini Rob Zombie, basically. And you can tell he's the same kind of person. No, not Johnny She's Five is alive. making fun of me. Because <laughs> I was like, Johnny Five alive. The robot? <laughs> he has no. his own social media? <laughs> no, but I guarantee Five. you this guy knows Johnny Five and probably has a Johnny Five costume somewhere because he's the <laughs> yes. kind of guy, he's the kind of guy that like, he posts, he like dresses up like a cowboy and then we'll come out and like play like finger picking song, bing, 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 on like his guitar and stuff. Like he's he's an amazing guitar player. I love this guy, but he's totally a weirdo, just like just like Rob Zombie is. And I feel like just looking at his life, I get kind of an idea of what Rob Zombie's life is kind of like. Oh, too. I think that's interesting. I think yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of validity there to be had. Um, Anything else about 31? The dinner scene was pretty messed up when they were all chowing down. I was like, Bleh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I really, I'd see, that's the thing about Rob Zombie is because I didn't see that coming at all. I didn't either. I didn't see that coming at all. And he can get me sometimes. He can get me and really surprise me with scenes and, and like, I can really enjoy them. But at the same time, like, there's so much in between those parts that's just, like, all over the place like, that I can't connect with. So, yeah. And it doesn't grab me at all that, like, I end up, like, kind of drifting during his movies. Like, he can't keep me focused on anything because he can't keep focused. So let's write an open letter to Rob about what he should do in this third Otis family, just, uh, Firefly family film to make uh, it better. 
all right, let's do it and get a letter back like, hey, fuck you guys. Yeah, like you could all <laughs> suck a dick, right? Yeah. Why don't you mind your fucking business? I'll make my movies. You can make your shitty podcast. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Which one I, of us I, is making millions? Yeah, I know. I read your letter on a pile of money while fucking my hot wife. Yeah. But you guys keep talking shit. That's fine. Yeah. Just keep talking shit. <laughs> and I will. Yeah. Uh. Uh, well, my first note is, dear, dear Rob, please <laughs> keep up understanding how fucked we all are and making completely nihilistic films that play with the race wars and the um, theme that we are all just distracting ourselves from our, our inevitable demise. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I'll start off positive. Okay. Got Jackie, you're next. Um, also, please make sure in this next installment, your wife is naked for 75% At of least, it. At least, yeah. At yeah. least, please. Is she naked? I don't ever she remember was- seeing her naked. I don't think we ever see boobs. I think I think that she always, unlike any other female that's ever been in this movie, they're fully disrobed with close-up vagina shots. I, the most you ever see of her is her butt, and it's questionable as to whether it is her butt or not. Oh no, a lot she's of the times, do not. I think it's her butt. I don't know. I think they could use a stunt butt. I think they could be using a stunt butt. It's my butt. It's my butt. The secret's out, folks. Stunt Sherry butts. Moon Zombie's body double is our very own Marissa. You're welcome, world. Oh, my God. I got to um, go. Um, I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, wait. So wait, what else are we going to tell Rob to do or not do? I don't know. I, mean, I think he should keep doing what he's doing. And I think that even though I don't like what he's doing... You saw my, you just, you just heard my reaction to like the overarching themes that he's approaching in this movie. I think he just needs someone more grounded to work with him, focus him to keep yeah. him focused because I think like it's good that he's chasing these big ideas, but he doesn't know how to make that into a cohesive, like interesting movie. It's just like the the pieces are all there. It's like okay, so it's like you're making a cake, but instead of putting the ingredients together in the right order and 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 doing all the right process he's like no i'm just gonna throw everything in a big bowl and throw it in the oven and see what comes out right and half of your audience is gonna be like holy fuck that cake was good and the other half's gonna die of salmonella so you you know like that's the problem here like so we want the whole cake to be good rob that's all that's all we want the whole cake and i'm excited i'm pumped for the next movie I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know what? I will see it just because I've seen a progression of improvement in in his movies. And maybe I'm just fully basing it off of House of a Thousand Corpses to Devil's Rejects. Mm. And because this is a continuation of that story, I'm hopeful. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm hopeful. We, we know that I personally love the, those crazy Firefly kids. So I, <laughs> I, I am hopeful. They're kooky. I am hopeful that... It just I'm I'm motioning that you can't see the progression with my arm, but that's that's what I want. I will I will see this movie because from where we went from House to Devil's Rejects, it was a very good leap. I'm, I'm just worried that I mean, Thirty One is his latest movie. Yeah. Yes. And that's a Shutter exclusive. No, oh, it it did get wide release, but it then got only put on Shutter after that. Like no other, like it's not on was video it in on the demand. Movie theaters? Like, it was, it was like Very, a wide like, release, super duper limited. Super See, duper this is limited. why I'm worried. I'm worried that he is losing his clout in mm. the industry, and that the only reason he's going back to those characters is because that was when he was at his most popular as a filmmaker. Oh, yeah. And I'm worried that it's not going to be good, oh, but no. it's just going to be using those characters in order to try and regain some of that clout that he used to have. 
so they can make other movies. Yeah, and yeah, that would suck. Yeah. I, and I, I love a director who uses the same actors. I love like yeah. all of the like Bill Mosley and um, Sid Haig. I really like them as e. actors. E.G. Daly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to time will tell. Yeah. But uh, love them or hate them. There it is. Rob yeah. Zombie. Rob Zombie. He's going to keep making movies on his pile of money. That's right. And we're going to keep sitting here at my fucking kitchen table. So it is what it is. Wrap it up. So we hope you guys have enjoyed our little uh, foray into Rob Zombie world. Nate and I went into this like, Ugh, Rob Zombie sucks. You were hopeful and you were positive. Mm. And well, there was some stuff that came out like better than we thought, but on a whole... You know, he can eat my ass. So, yeah. you know. I had fun trying to, to piece together and find meaning in these other otherwise very fucking crazy films. And I've actually enjoyed them more than I had in the past. So this made me kind of like him and respect him more. Even though I do agree with you that I'm just grasping at straws and he's just too scattered to make yeah. a succinct point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I just make the point I need to make in my heart with all this stuff. Um, I feel like that's the intention that he has. And I feel like you're grabbing onto the intention that he has, but I don't think he demonstrates his intentions right. very well over the course of an entire movie. Okay, so like, there's that scene where, where Baby's alone with the two girls, and one girl has to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and she tries to teach the girl that she should be more aggressive and stop being such a little baby. Oh, I gotta pee. She's like, no, you have to be tough because you're a girl. Like, I totally get, like, what, because you told me about the feminism stuff before, and I was thinking about it when I was watching Devil's Rejects, and that was the moment for me where I, I completely saw what you were talking about because Baby is like, listen, you don't need to be, like, told what to do by everyone. Like, stand up for yourself. Be strong. Like, you can slap the shit out of that other girl. Like, you're strong enough to do it. Just fucking do it. Yeah. You know? And if you don't want to do it, then just fucking piss. Just piss. Like, just piss right on the bed. Who just, cares? Who cares? You know? She is. She's. I think Baby Firefly is a really interesting character that I, I spent a lot of time kind of thinking about. Not, I'm with you guys on so, that. So I, comp- I, I agree with what you're saying. I just feel like that idea is not focused on enough. None of these ideas are focused yeah. on enough because he wants to also have like that meaningless like exploitation grindhouse stuff in there, and that stuff only exists to titillate this is dangerous we shouldn't be watching this oh my god they're raping that girl in the woods oh it's so dangerous like that's the only reason those movies exist is because they're taboo you know so so when he gets too into that stuff it starts to kind of undermine any like uh grand social commentary he might have because that stuff is completely bereft of social commentary very true but on the plus side in a post-september 11th world i think these were the types of horror movies that were shocking and were bringing audiences in. I mean, House of a Thousand Corpses is really well uh, in the box office. I was looking into that, too. Really? So, yeah, surprised, like, for what, what they thought it was going to do. Huh. So Yeah, they took my money. I think they took my money, too. And I think that they need... I think it was the, the, the crap show we needed at the time. Like, I think we, you know... To be fair, as much as I hate most, you know, some of those flat packers, I do think it was just what we needed. The right dose. So, okay. all right. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Yeah. And, so, uh, tune in next time. Yeah. Don't forget to check us out on social media. You can just search Jersey Ghouls, and you will find us on Facebook and Twitter and on YouTube. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud, and you can always find our podcast and our blog at JerseyGhouls.com. Pew pew. Be.
Is an air horn really going to be our outro? No, it doesn't have to be. I just like doing You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 